0: Well, hello and welcome to the Perspective Podcast, where we explore money through a spiritual lens. I'm Elle, a certified financial planner and a witchy old soul who just so happens to be going through a spiritual awakening myself. I launched this podcast to provide practical tips for stepping into your own wealth, purpose, and sovereignty as you navigate your own spiritual awakening. I lean on my own experiences in finance to look at money through the lens of energy, spirituality, science, and intuition. You'll gain financial knowledge to step into your soul's highest purpose and prosperity through a combination of episodes focused purely on financial terms, but also we'll explore a variety of spiritual topics as they relate to your money and wealth. If you're ready to step into ease and flow in your financial life and let that ripple across every single aspect of your life, stay tuned. Hi friends, this week's episode is longer than usual because it's packed with tips and tools to begin setting financial and other types of goals. And we will discuss how goal setting and achievement fits into the broader idea of manifestation and co-creation. We'll cover how to create soul aligned goals, how to follow through with them and how to realize when it's time to set a goal aside or tweak it to make room for something even better. We discussed the three phases of intentional and aligned goal setting, questions to ask along the way, and even how your astrology and human design can impact your ability to stick to goals. I highly recommend you listen, take notes, and download the worksheet to get started. Speaking of goals, I am currently knee-deep in working through this method myself because I am making some major changes to my own business and career life, like big scary Soul aligned changes. And I'm living this method every single day myself and with all of my clients. It truly works. And I'm thrilled to finally be able to get these thoughts out of my brain and into the universe through the podcast and into your hands. Let's get into it. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Perspective Podcast we are going to dive into goal setting today. And you may be wondering what this has to do with your money or spirituality. And I want to break that down and unpack that because I think in the spiritual community, there's this idea that if we just trust the universe and trust spirit and everything will just flow and happen as it should. And I totally agree with that. I think living in flow is so incredibly valuable. But there is so much benefit to taking action for your higher good and your higher self. And spirit really wants you to step into your power by taking action. Setting goals is one of the best ways to catapult your success. And while yes, it is a human activity and it can be depending on the person demotivating, setting goals can be incredibly motivating if done correctly and done right. So I would just wanna cover that today because there's so much here to discuss. I mean, I could spend hours and hours talking about goal setting because I have coached people almost my entire life since I was 18 years old. And I have seen what helps people, what what sets people up for success and what prevents people from achieving their goals. Now this goes hand in hand with manifestation. Because I think of goal setting as the actual, goal achievement actually, as the focusing on what you can control in your life to make shit happen, while manifestation is more about a release of control and utilizing your goals to take steps that are in alignment with your higher self, co-creating with spirit. Manifestation is about flow, it is about trust, it is about working with spirit, but there's also an element of manifestation that requires action and that's where goals come in because they are concrete and they are focused on what you can control in your life right now. And we've all heard the term that the best laid plans are no plans at all because sometimes spirit has other plans and I I can agree with that in some sense. But at the same time, I think setting ranges for our goals actually helps us stay focused and clarify what our intentions are. Um, So spirit wants you to take action. Spirit does not want you to move to a barrier island alone and live off the land and not be a part of society. Spirit does want you to work towards co-creating and living in alignment with your higher self. Some manifestation teachers are really big on jumping right into the idea of manifestation. But I am going to take it pretty slow. We will talk about manifestation in a later podcast, but I'm laying the groundwork and the foundation for you to set you up for success. And this podcast is not just rooted in the ethereal and the spiritual. It's rooted in practicality and logic. And what you can do as a human here on earth to stay in alignment with your higher self as you go through your spiritual awakening. And I expect if you're going through an awakening like me, you realize that you need to make change in your life, in some realm, in some part of your life, whether it be your job, your career, your relationship, your friendships, how you look at yourself, your relationship with yourself. And we've already talked so much about your own money story and those limiting beliefs that you carry from childhood I've discussed very briefly what shadow work is and how you can begin to do the work to unpack some of these, so that you can unpack some of this projection and move forward in your life. So goal setting is important and we're gonna talk about that today. We start out with good intentions when it comes to goal setting. I remember working in the gym in college, which was one of my favorite jobs I've ever had and what started my passion for personal training. I was a personal trainer in college. And I would watch hundreds of additional people roll into the gym every January with great intentions. They were setting goals. Everybody comes out of the holidays ready to lose some weight and get that bikini body for spring break, right? And we would all kind of laugh to ourselves, myself and the other trainers, because we knew in two to three months, by March, that number would be halved. Why is that? Why do we as humans have such a hard time setting and keeping goals, actually achieving the goals that we set. Well, there's, there are a few reasons for that. Goal setting depends on the frequency you assign to the goal and your motivation. So how many of those people going into the gym actually thought about their motivation for going to the gym in the first place? motivation typically is something like this. Well, I need to look good in a bikini by spring break. I need to lose these 10 pounds I gained over the holidays because I ate so poorly. A new year, a new me. That's all pretty vague. And the motivations behind that aren't so clear. And often if the motivation is coming from a should rather than an internal motivation, I should do this because that goal is going to be dead in the water because your motivation will quickly wane. If you have barely any motivation... It will quickly wane. You you have a a burst of motivation, like, I've got to lose this weight. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. But then it wanes, right? Because you haven't really sat down to identify your true reasons for that particular goal or set yourself up for success with that goal and questioned what the resistance could be. The third piece of this, besides the frequency you're assigning to the goal, uh, you know, is it in your highest good? Or again, is it a should? Or the motivation behind it? is your own birth chart and human design. Uh, Some people are actually demotivated by setting concrete and limiting goals. So when I think about astrology, you know, your birth chart, Sun sign, moon sign, rising sign. Those are the three areas that I look at in a birth chart. I'm just a little bit of an astrology nerd. By no means do I have any formal training. So if I say anything wrong, please don't quote me on any of this. This is just through personal experience. I've noticed working with clients who I I enjoy getting their their birth chart pulled up, that Capricorns are excellent at goal setting. They're like, yes, yes. Give me a goal, I'm going to crush it. Taurus, same. I'm a Taurus with a ton of Capricorn in my chart. Taurus sun. And I mean, I love goals. Give me a goal and I'm going to crush that goal. But there are a few other signs that aren't quite like that. They don't really feel motivated by a goal. They feel restricted. They feel pressure. Libra. My husband is a Libra sun, and ooh, give him a goal, and he's going to break out in hives. I mean, that's anxiety-inducing for him, right? Um, Pisces, kind of the same. There are quite a few other signs. I'm not going to cover every sign today, but you get the idea. Um, Your astrology can tell you a lot about what you think about goals and manifestation and how you need to operate going forward. So can human design. I am, again, not a human design expert. But I know that the environment and the function in your human design chart can really show whether or not you are internally or externally motivated, but also where you thrive and where you don't thrive. The left side of your chart is showing where you are achievement-oriented and analytical. What motivates you? The right side is the total opposite. So working with an outside practitioner to help you parse out your own astrology and or human design can really help you figure out why you haven't reached your goals in the past. Ask yourself that question. Why have you not reached goals you set in the past if that's the case for you? I know for me, I would set way too many and I would not have a clear plan of action to reach that particular goal. Because I would just get so excited because I have that Capricorn energy and I just have to get shit done. And so I'd make 20 goals and I might hit a few of them, but not all of them. Some of them would fall by the wayside. And so my goal today, goal, is to really parse out a plan of action and a process for setting goals and explain the difference between goals and dreams and visions and where manifestation falls in with all of this, because they do go hand in hand. And I often see manifestation coaches jump right into this idea of manifestation without laying the groundwork. And I'm laying out these episodes so that we are laying the foundation first and then eventually going to build on that with our skills in terms of setting goals and manifesting our vision aligning with our higher self and our purpose, but also our money, ensuring that we are building wealth for the future. If we need to change jobs or careers, that we are making the right decisions and taking the right steps to get there. So this goal setting episode really covers so much, and it can be used in every aspect of your life, but specifically in the areas of finance and career. So what increases your chances of reaching your goals? Why do all these people who say they're going to lose 10 pounds by spring break fall off the wagon? As a coach, I can tell you, it's the two A's, alignment and accountability. Just burn that into your brain, alignment and accountability. If the goal is not in alignment with you and with where you want to go and where your vision is, the motivation is not there also if you don't have accountability it's pretty easy to wake up that day and say i don't feel like xyz wake up at 5am that alarm goes off you're supposed to be in the gym but who are you being accountable to if you haven't told anybody you weren't going to the you were going to the gym Rolling over and going back to sleep, oh, feels so good, right? So that accountability is important. And I have found through coaching people since I was 18 years old that there are multiple types of accountability. But accountability is the one thing that will catapult you to success faster than anything else. And there are several types. You can have accountability in the form of a friend or a partner, a workout buddy. You know, I used to have a running accountability group because I was training for marathons and coaching marathon runners. And if they weren't there, going out for a 20 mile or on my own was next to impossible because I did not have the motivation to do it on my own because my moods vary. We're human beings. We don't have the same mood every moment of the day. We don't always feel the same day to day, especially women, because we have, you know, our cycles and, and we ebb and we flow in terms of our energy. So, who is there to hold you accountable? It can be a friend, It can be a partner. Um, it can be a group of people. So a friend or partner is number one. Number two would be that group. could be you know on Facebook or WhatsApp or insight timer or some sort of social app. Um, It could be, number three, a coach or therapist. If you're already seeing a therapist, they're phenomenal at helping with accountability or an energy worker that you're working with. I know I have someone who I work with, I've talked about before, and she does and can hold me accountable if I ask. Number four, technology. There's some phenomenal apps that can help with accountability that remind you to do the tasks you said you were going to do. So if you're not a social person or you're keeping these goals private to yourself, the the technology piece, an app or a piece of software can be so helpful. And then number five is writing it down. So if none of those work for you and you think I'm an internally motivated person, maybe just writing it down and visiting it daily and putting it on your calendar is enough for you. I find that personality and human design and astrology have so much to do with what type of accountability you choose. For myself, I am extremely internally motivated because I have so much Capricorn energy and Taurus energy and even Leo, I have a Leo moon. So I don't need the outside accountability so much for most goals. If it's a goal that I'm not 100% committed to or that is just in incredibly difficult or new to me, that's where I may pull in an accountability partner. So like I mentioned running a marathon, that I needed that accountability because it didn't come naturally to me. So think really about what form of accountability you prefer and you like. Most likely you know. know, If you're somebody who likes to go to group exercise classes, you're probably a group person, a social person who needs that friend or partner or therapist. If you don't like people like me, you probably are cool with an app with the technology piece or just writing it down in your journal. So you have to figure out what modality works for you. Now that brings me to the next point, which is, okay, let's define what a goal is because a goal, a dream, a vision, and a task They're all different. We like to use them interchangeably in society, but they are not the same. And this will come in very important when we work on manifestation in the future. A dream is just a wish. It's a soulful longing for something. Maybe it was actual dream that happened when you were asleep and it was just really beautiful and wonderful. Um, It can be random. It can be out of touch with reality. It can be some emotional attachment. Like you go on a trip to Italy and suddenly you just have this longing to just have a vacation home right there on the Isle of Capri. I went to Capri um, when I was 22 and I just, I walked around the island thinking, man, it would be so nice to live here. I'd love to have that villa up on the mountainside, right? So it's just this kind of pie in the sky idea. Doesn't have to be specific, might be incredibly idealistic, but hey, it's a dream. A vision is a declaration of what is to be. And it's rooted in emotional attachment and emotion through the body. It's much more focused on your purpose and aligned with your higher self. It requires courage. It requires stepping into your power and onto a path that may not be as traveled as well traveled. Maybe the path of resistance for you. It may be scary. Um, You may see a lot of imagery in your mind around this particular vision or feeling as if you're already there. It's usually more long-term, and it can feel idealistic, but it feels real. And it's like you're going to this place, and you can just see yourself there, and you can feel what it feels like to be there. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more today. A goal is rooted in time. The vision, you may not have a specific timeline, but it may feel longer term, whereas a goal can be rooted in a specific timeline and it can be based off of, you know, an hour a day or an hour a week. You can set timelines for a goal and actually control those timelines yourself generally because you're controlling activity towards this goal. It can be short bursts of working towards that particular vision. And generally a goal is going to meet or should meet the five requirements, S-M-A-R-T, SMART. So specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and timely. If it's not specific enough and it's not measurable and you can't take action on it and it's not realistic and you can't set a timeline, it's most likely just an idea at that point. A task is what will help you get to your goal achievement, help you achieve that goal. So it's a short burst of action that facilitates the goal, and the goal facilitates the vision. Hopefully that makes sense. So they're all kind of nested within each other. It's important to understand that because... Many, many clients that have come to my door have a vision, but haven't set the correct goals to get to that vision, or haven't taken the correct steps. And it remains a vision. Without action and alignment, that vision just remains a vision. Now, alignment is key. It is key to achieving our goals and manifesting the life that's in alignment with our higher self. Aligning our goals to our vision is key. What about timing though? Because in the world of manifestation, we have to trust divine timing. How do you set a goal if you have no control over the time? I get that question a lot. Well, you can control the time generally with a goal, but I like to set goal ranges. So for example, I would like to lose weight. No, not specific enough. I would like to lose 10 pounds in the next three months. Okay, it's specific, it has time, it's actionable and reasonable. But the time is pretty concrete, right? Three months, that's it, I got three months to lose 10 pounds. What if I change that a little bit? And I say, I will lose 10 pounds In the next three to six months by X, Y, Z, what the plan is. That's an excellent goal. So this divine timing idea is so important to understand. Sometimes we can set a goal that facilitates the vision and get impatient. I want this and I want it now, but spirit is over here saying, Hey, 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 we have a plan that you know nothing about. So slow your roll. So there is this balance of figuring out, okay, is this in my control and should I set a timeline on this or not? And if I can't set a timeline on this, perhaps a a time range is more appropriate. And I should push this more into the vision board and out of the goal board because a vision is a little bit of a longer term idea and we utilize manifestation and goal setting to work towards a vision. Whereas a goal is just it should be fairly concrete. So I encourage you to really think about your goals in terms of time and that specificity. And if you can't put a timeline on it, put a time range on it. The time range takes away some of the pressure. You know, I talked earlier about how goals can be demotivating. And the reason for that is if you set 10 goals and you put a lot of pressure on yourself, timelines and all of that, let's say you're going to the Olympics, that's a good example. Going to the Olympics. Depending on your personality, that can really backfire. You can put so much pressure on yourself that you feel paralyzed by those goals. And I don't want that to be the case for any of my clients or anybody who's listening to this podcast. And I have seen that happen where, you know, putting too much pressure on yourself, putting too many goals on yourself can really backfire. So goal ranges in terms of time and alignment and accountability, all are key. Let me give you a concrete example of why not having one of those three things can result in failure. When I first started at one of the big five financial firms in the financial advisor training program, which had over a 75 or 80% failure rate, by the way, a really, really high failure rate, I was terrified. Understandably so. (laughs) And I was young and entering a program. I knew nothing about investing. I knew nothing about that world. And they put some pretty insane requirements on us. And I had to sit down and set some goals, some sales goals. They made me incredibly uncomfortable. And rather than sit down and look for an internal motivation to achieve those, those requirements and those goals... I just jumped in and said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Here's my, I created an action plan, but I never asked why I was doing it. I never asked about the alignment piece. I had the accountability through the program. It was so much pressure, by the way. Weekly meetings, really scary, really nasty. Um, instructor who would call you out in the middle of the room, ask you why you didn't do X number of calls in a week, you know, why you didn't close any business. It was just so incredibly toxic and negative and scary. So you can imagine that while I had accountability, there was no alignment. That was not aligned with who I am as a human being. And when I look back, the entire corporation wasn't in alignment with who I am. I was just going through the motions because I was doing it because I thought I should. There's that word, should. I thought I should do it. They told me I should make 50 to 100 calls a week to people. I don't know, just to close one sale. The alignment was not there. And if I had done this process that I'm about to lay out for you, I would have realized that and probably could have saved myself a lot of pain (laughs) later on. I did make it through the program. Barely by the skin of my teeth. But I will say that I did not actually reach the goals that they laid out for me. So answering these few questions as we go through this process of goal setting is so powerfully important. And we're going to we're going to actually talk a whole lot more about that in the next few minutes, but I'm going to lay out what needs to happen first before you set the goals. I have created a worksheet that has a series of questions for you to help you kind of lay the foundation. Work through the spiritual, work through the beliefs, answer the tough questions about these particular goals. And then, that's phase one. And phase two will be to identify the areas of focus and the goals and intentions and set accountability. Phase three is the action part. So building the foundation we've already talked about, you set a timeline, you have a vision, you start to think about the spiritual implications of that vision, you feel the emotion around that vision, it's that rocket fuel for achieving those pie-in-the-sky dreams that you may have, that, that overarching purpose. It was what makes you feel most alive. It's what excites you, but calms you at the same time. It gives you courage and it can bring such energy through the heart that it can move you to tears when you feel what it feels like to be in that space and that vision. You anchor that emotion in. You can create mantras around it. Vision boards are phenomenal. Working with crystals is phenomenal. Um, so you bring the emotion through the heart, and then eventually that's where we begin to work on manifestation after we set the goals. But this is important work, and I have a worksheet up on my website um, that will help you kind of work through this foundation work. And I can't spend an entire hour on Now, in the interest of time, I have created a document that will help you do this foundational work. And it is going to be found through email only. So if you go to my website, spiritualperspectivepodcast.com and sign up with your email, you will receive it within 24 hours. And that worksheet will help you walk through step-by-step this foundational work, but also we'll continue to build on that and go into phases two and three. So phase two is to identify the actual areas of focus in your life and then set the goals and intentions before we take action. And the biggest factor and success when it comes to co-creation and or manifestation of a vision is the actual action it takes to get there and the plan. And while it's important to trust spirit fully and clear those blocks that you may have, it's equally important to step into your fullest expression by taking action. But before you do that, you want to ensure that your action is inspired, but also is organized. Because if you can imagine two people with the same vision, let's say, Let's say your vision is to create a new recipe for a wedding cake. One of you has absolutely no plan on how to do that and doesn't really know the steps to get there and starts dumping stuff into a bowl haphazardly. You have an idea, you've made the cake before, don't really quite remember how it's done, but you have like a bunch of ideas on how you're gonna do it. So you start throwing stuff in the bowl and mixing it up and just trial and error, you know, dumping it into the pan and baking it. You don't really remember at the time, you don't really remember the exact ingredients, but you're just gonna kind of make it work and see what happens because you feel really excited about it and really good about it. And you know you're a good baker, right? But then it doesn't come out quite right things are funky and it's lumpy or it's flat it doesn't rise and you're wondering okay what happened you know why why didn't this plan work well you didn't write down the ingredients you didn't have a plan to start with and you weren't very specific about what you were doing right but then take the person number two who takes the time to sit down and research and come up with a creative idea on how they're going to make this wedding cake phenomenal for their friends who they're cooking it for. And the second person has baked just as long as the first person but they take the time to write out the recipe to painstakingly figure out what temperature they want to test it at and come up with a plan of maybe testing it out three or four different ways and writing down notes along the way. The second person's recipe is most likely going to turn out so much better and So much more efficiently because that second person had a plan. And the same goes when, the same goes for you when it comes to setting your areas of focus and goals and intentions. And this is the area where I see most clients, my clients, falter because we as a society get so distracted by our own lives and focus is such a challenge. I find myself having a hard time focusing when my phone is around sometimes because I hear it beeping or I hear something on Instagram go off or I have this idea to look something up on Google really fast. And all of a sudden I realize that I'm not in my area of focus anymore. And so focus goes where energy flows. Energy flows where focus goes. I use that mantra in my daily life and often have to put away distractions to focus on what's important to me. And this needs to be applied to focus on your goals. So when we're focusing on our goals and intentions, we have to develop four different categories, three to four different categories of our life that we want to change. Now, if you're doing really, really focused work and you know there's just one area you want to work on, then you're gonna just set one category. But generally when I'm working with clients, we'll start with three categories, maybe four areas of your life that you know you would like to work on and set goals and intentions and then eventually manifest something different. So for example, since this podcast is about money and spirituality, let's say that your four topics are finance, no, let's say three, finance, career, and health. Because those three really go hand in hand, I talk quite a bit about health as it relates to your money because if you don't have health, you really can't enjoy or utilize your wealth. So let's put those three down on our worksheet. And then decide under each category What goal do we want to set for ourselves? So there are few questions we're going to ask for each goal to decide if it's the right goal, another piece that most people miss. So the reason so many people go into the gym every January, but then by March or April they have faltered and fallen off the wagon is maybe the goal wasn't the right goal. They most likely did not ask these questions. So first you're going to write out one or two goals for each category and ensure that each goal fits this particular profile. Here are the questions, the question series for each goal. Question number one, does this goal support my overarching vision and how? If you cannot draw a straight line from the goal to the vision, if the goal is not aligned, you hear me use this word a lot, alignment, the goal may need some tweaking. It may not be the right goal or it may just need to be tweaked or completely scrapped and replaced with a new goal. If it's not supporting the vision, it's going to be challenging to stay motivated. Do you see where I'm going with this? Number two, how motivated are you to accomplish the goal? I'm going to tell you an example now about motivation in my own life, from my own life. So when I first started working at one of the big five financial firms and got into the financial advisor training program, which was incredibly challenging and the failure rate was, I think, over 70 or 80 percent, I was terrified. I was terrified of failure. And at that time, I was so in my achiever stage of my life that I would have done anything to accomplish the goal of getting through this training program. And so they set goals for us. (laughs) I didn't have the opportunity to sit down and say, this is the goal I have for myself. No, it was extremely structured, extremely cutthroat. (laughs) And it was, hey, here's what you have to do. If you don't do this, you fail. So they set the goals for me. There was no me setting a goal for myself. There was no asking, is this an alignment? There was no, hey, how accomplished am I to achieve the goal? I mean, how motivated am I to achieve the goal? It was just, hey, this is what you have to do. You better make 100 calls a week. You better close this amount of business every month. And if you don't, you're out. That's one way to motivate people. I don't really like to motivate people that way. But here's the thing. I could never hit the sales goals because I was not personally motivated by this goal. It did not feel in alignment to me at all. I knew that I was doing all this activity to meet someone else's criteria and projection on me. So subconsciously, I was actually not motivated at all, even though outwardly it felt more like a desperation. Desperation is not motivation, okay? It's not always the same. So out of desperation, I worked my butt off to get through the program, but it never felt good and never felt in alignment for me. And I really struggled through the whole process because I was not motivated, And sales was not my area of expertise. And if you're going to sell, at least have the alignment there because it's easy to sell something you believe in. It's not so easy to sell something you don't believe in. And that's where I was in the program. I did not believe in what I was doing. I did not like the company. I didn't like the values. I didn't like how they were asking us to sell, which, oh, by the way, was through instilling extreme fear into potential clients. Now, I find fear to be the lowest vibrational energy there is, and that is not how I play the game, and I never want to instill fear into any client. So again, not aligned, not creating motivation in my life. I scraped by somehow through the program and thankfully was lifted up by my team because I wouldn't have made it otherwise. What's the third question I should have asked when I was setting goals for myself? The third question is what are the creative solutions that can help me achieve this goal? Now, actually, when I think back, I did answer this question and this is how I hit this goal. I, I used used my team and the resources around me to achieve my goals in that program and pass and make it through. And then I said, peace out, never looking back. But anyway, um, what are the creative solutions that can help me achieve this goal? What are the enablers? So networking could be an enabler. Utilizing a team could be an enabler. Hiring someone to help you achieve a particular goal could be an enabler. Your own skill set could be an enabler. So look for the enablers. Be able to answer that question. Do you have the skill set to achieve this goal? If not, what are the enablers that are going to help get you there? If you don't have the resources, you don't have the enablers. If you aren't motivated and you're not in alignment, probably not the right set of goals or the right goal. And the last question you're going to ask is, does this fit the SMART profile for a goal? Because if it's not specific and it's not in a timeline, if it's not reasonable, it's not attainable again that's going to affect your motivation and your ability to achieve that goal so those four questions are vital before you get started and take action which is the third phase so again on this worksheet that you will receive via email from me you will have plenty of space to write out your goals answer the four questions identify the next steps so what are the next steps What are the tasks that you can do within a week or a month to get you moving, You know, pushing you in the right direction? This is where the co-creation begins because when spirit sees that you are stepping into your highest expression and you're excited about what you're doing and you're motivated and you're ready and you're jumping a little bit into the unknown and out of that comfort zone, your guides are there to help you catapult forward. So that's how you begin to take the action and can at least rule out some of the reasons that so many people fail before they ever get started. So as you create these tasks and these next steps, you're helping align that action with your intention then that small scale action will eventually be multiplied and it can eventually exponentially explode. And along the way, we pause, we reconnect with spirit, we reconnect with the vision and our heart on a weekly basis so that we can be sure that these goals are still correct Sometimes, as you go through this process, you're, you know, three weeks, a month in, six weeks in, you start to realize that maybe a goal should be tweaked. And I'm going to give you another perf- perfect example of that. When I had my son, I had this idea, this goal that I would lose weight fairly quickly after I gave birth to him because I was a fit, relatively young mother and i had never had any metabolic or weight problems prior to my son and i would say that weight was never an issue for me my clothing size never never faltered never changed since i was 17 years old and i blessed in that my weight just didn't change very much you know i would eat you know a bad few meals on the weekend, but I would go right back to my healthy eating and just bounce right back and exercise five to seven days a week and live a healthy lifestyle. So I had so much confidence that I could set some goals after I gave birth to my son and it wouldn't be a problem. Fast forward to having my son and I Dropped so much weight right after I gave birth. And so I thought, okay, I'm all good. I don't even need to set goals. Everything will just slowly, you know, come off easily. And then I started to gain weight very quickly at about the six week mark after I had my son. It was scary for me. I hadn't changed anything about my lifestyle and I was watching the scale climb weekly all of my clothes stopped fitting again i had to get back into my maternity clothes and i had to set some tough goals and said okay i've got to get back on the wagon i've got to start going to the gym i've got to cut this out i've got to cut that out i set a goal to lose some weight and i won't tell you the exact number because that can be triggering for a lot of people but i did set a very specific goal And the, the, the plan for the weight loss for me was to go to the gym, to get back to exercising, you know, four to five days a week, go to the gym, have that alone time, that me time. I was already eating really healthy. So there was not much tweaking to do there. So the gym, I knew I could control that. It was specific. I set a timeline. I said, okay, by the time I'm, you know, four or five months postpartum, I'm going to lose X amount of weight and go to the gym. And I Followed it to a T. I used the smart format. I used the worksheet. Guess what? Every week, nothing changed. I was doing the work. I had asked all the questions. I had done everything right. Yet nothing had changed. It was time to look at my goal and tweak the plan because the plan was not working at all. That will happen in your life you may test a goal and realize the plan of action to get there to accomplish that goal is incorrect. And here's where I went wrong. I failed to look at what my reason for weight gain was. I failed to understand my own body and realized that I was going about it wrong because the gym was not the solution to my goal. The gym was not the answer. A functional medicine specialist was the answer because I needed to look at my hormones and I needed to look at my body as a whole and realize something was really off with my body. So that slight tweak, that directional change to my goal, was what it took for me to actually reach my goal. Now, I talk about goal ranges a lot. Here's why. I am not at the weight I was before I had my son and I've given myself so much grace around that because I'm 17 months postpartum and I do not sleep much at all. My body is not back to normal. I'm lucky if I get a few hours of good sleep a night, some nights I don't get any. So it's taken a lot of realization to say, Hey, I needed a range. I didn't need a specific date. I needed a range. And that range was to lose X amount of weight within a range. I'm within the range, but I am by no means the same weight I was before I had my son. Hopefully that makes sense. I feel better knowing that I'm within a range. I feel like my controlling personality might not take it so well if I had set such a specific number goal and not given myself a little bit of leeway. And so I highly recommend if you're somebody who struggles with control, that specific part of SMART, S-M-A-R-T I recommend you replace specific with a specific range because that will help with that control. So that's just one example of how this worksheet is a living breathing document that you're going to look at on a weekly basis to see what's working and what's not for you and also it's also important to be curious and look at it and say okay why don't i ever reach or hit this other goal why does this other goal keep falling to the bottom of the list and i don't even get to focus on it That can be a clue that maybe that particular goal is not as important to you as you thought it was, right? So it's never too late or too early to recognize a goal is not working for you or to create a new goal or to tweak a goal or to actually tweak your plans because that is real life. And that's what we're going to do the rest of our lives, even as you launch your own business or enter a new relationship, or whatever it is that you're trying to create in your life, it's going to change, right? It's going to evolve. And this worksheet is meant to evolve with your evolving and changing life. So that's what I love about it. So that's phase one and phase two. We've talked about the foundation. We've talked about listing out your goals on this worksheet, but phase three, phase three is where we pull together the beauty of co-creation and action. It's a new way of making mindful commitment to yourself, creating honesty and clarity and awareness that's going to deepen your ability to manifest. Because here in this phase three, you start to bring it all alive and take that action. So we already talked about checking in weekly on the worksheet. That's part of the action. But the other action is just doing those weekly tasks, those monthly tasks, and tweaking the tasks on a week-to-week basis. Utilizing that accountability partner or technology or person to help you celebrate the successes and lift you up on days when you may not want to work towards that goal. That person, that accountability buddy, can help you identify where you're having challenges as you begin to take action because those challenges will occur, resistance will occur. And so, asking these questions you know, where do I have resistance? Where do I have new opportunities? What's working? What's not working? Where is synchronicity starting to show up in my life? Follow the joy. Follow the synchronicity. Just doing that work of checking in on that weekly basis, doing the tasks helps deepen the commitment and open, helps deepen the commitment and clarify what your vision actually is as you go along. The vision may not be crystal clear, at least the path to the vision may not. And the path will slowly start to reveal itself as you just begin to take the next step. So if you're ever feeling overwhelmed with the action, you're ever feeling overwhelmed with the task, just take the next small step. Put it on your calendar, repeat weekly you'll be amazed at what you can accomplish in a month, a week, a year, five years, 10 years down the road. And if you go back and start looking at this worksheet and looking at the journaling you did for the foundational piece, it's incredible to see what you've already created, right? So this all leads in to the idea of manifestation and co-creation. I do not love the word manifestation. It is extreme buzzword right now in the spiritual community. I am not a all positivity all the time spiritual person. I think we have to do the difficult work of looking at our shadow to be able to manifest and co-create with spirit. This is all laying the foundation for that and it is intense up front, but this upfront work is what matters the most and it helps create that clarity. It helps you express and align your soul's intention. So I hope that you can utilize this worksheet on a weekly basis and start to work on whatever that little, still, small voice is telling you is the next step for you. Um, I also do weekly check-ins with my clients to help them with accountability. So if that's something you're interested in, I generally keep it at 15 to 20 minutes and discount them pretty steeply just because it's something I like to do with them. So if you feel like you don't have the right accountability buddy, you know, shoot me an email, let me know, and we can work something out and I can work through this process with you. So thank you for listening today. I know this has been just a handful truly it's this is a longer episode it's longer than any of the other episodes i've done and i feel like it needed to be longer because i've covered so much here Um, but i'm really excited to hear what you think about the whole process and i also wanted to give credit where credit is due i started using this goal achievement method about 10 years ago when i was um, coaching when i was marathon coaching and i found it to be incredible for helping anybody under the sun run a marathon whether it be a 15 year old or a 70 year old whether it be someone who weighs 150 pounds or 300 pounds i have coached every kind of person and i helped them achieve the goal of running a full marathon with this method but i began to tweak it after i started listening to a podcast by mary Jo pulio and she had this really lovely podcast out for a few years back early 2016 i think um and she's since retired and taken it down which makes me really sad because i would love for you all to take a listen she had some really great advice for people going through a spiritual awakening but she talked a lot about the goal achievement method and i got even more ideas from her work and so My worksheet is really a combination of my years coaching clients in the marathon space, the health space, then the financial space, and also utilizing some of her structure from her own goal achievement method. I truly believe that all of the information that's circulating in the world today already existed in some way, shape, and form, but... We are all here to spread the message in our own creative personal way. So I'm honored and grateful to be able to share this method of goal achievement with you because it is unique, but it also because it is unique, but also the background, but also the backbone of this method already existed. So Mary Jo Puglio was one of my mentors when it came to this method. But the first person, I can't even remember his name, which is sad, but he was a elite athlete and coach for a large university in the South. He's the one who really taught me about setting goal ranges. And I'm telling you guys, goal ranges, it's something about your psyche and the way that you think. It helps, it helps you achieve that goal so much faster when you have a range rather than such a specific finite number. It's like our brains sometimes get demotivated by something like that. So anyway, I know I'm rambling, but I just wanted to say thank you for listening today. I really, truly, deeply hope that this is helpful for you. And I would love to hear on Instagram what you think about this method and how you're utilizing the worksheet as well as if you need help. So I will talk to you all next week where we will cover manifestation and so much more. Well guys, that's a wrap on our goal setting podcast. I hope that this has been helpful for you and that you visit my website at www.spiritualperspectivepodcast.com. Sign up with your email to get the free worksheet, which I know you will want to use on a weekly basis. In addition, I really would love to hear your feedback and how it's going. So send me DM on Instagram, drop me a comment, send me an email and let me know. And I'm so excited for the next few episodes because we're going to continue to build on these foundational principles so that you can step into your highest expression. Look forward to talking to you next time.